Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag and the NFL draft is about a week away. Our partners at BetOnline have all of the draft prop bets you could imagine, Ike. Great place to lay a wager if you have an inside scoop on what's going to happen in the 2022 NFL draft. Any sport, anytime, any place, make sure you go to betonline.ag and it's really easy to get started head over to the website or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts all right cue the music it's time to start the show Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, we're keeping it on the defensive side of the football yet again. We are inching closer and closer about a week away from the start of the 2022 NFL Draft, and we've got linebackers today. I'm really excited to talk about a lot of these prospects because – they take the soul out of the opposing team. Really excited to talk about this linebacking group here with you this morning. Yeah, this the uh, this is the alpha group right here. You know, the James Farias, the Larry Foots, the Lawrence Timmons, guys I'm just mentioning that I played with. When you want to talk about inside linebacker position, these are the alpha guys of the team. They get they get and they set the tempo of the game, Mark. And we're going to talk about inside and outside linebackers. And we're going to start with inside linebackers. And it starts with Utah's Devin Lloyd, 6'3", 237, a 4.66 in the 40, 25 bench press reps, a 35-inch vertical. And Ike, from the tape that I saw on Lloyd, you talk about flying to the football. It was no surprise to me that in high school, he played receiver, safety, and punter. This guy is just a football player. Yeah, he's 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 a little bit more than a football player. I checked his address on my phone, and it said lives in the backfield because that's exactly <laughs> where he's – every time you pop in the uh, tape, he's always in the backfield. He's a heck of a blitzer from the A to B gap. He just has a good feel for the ball. And when you want to talk about sideline to sideline, he can do that just as well. Now, he also can play outside linebacker position too, Mark. So he was one of these dual guys who can play inside or outside. If you put him in a cover three scheme, for far as like what Dallas likes to run, he got a great feel for the zone coverage. As you can see, he has a couple of picks in, in his highlights if you want to look at him. But this dude just pretty much got it all. And how I measure my inside linebackers is – who do they have in front of him? So for me, he doesn't have a a, a a number one or number two or third round draft pick when it comes down to the D tackle position or the nose tackle position. This is all on Devin Lord. 
Devin Lloyd is doing this by itself. And we're always talking about getting skinny. What I mean by getting skinny, if you're on the defensive side or if you're a running back, you're able to get skinny and get through cracks and holes in the defense or the offense that people usually can't do. Usually guys, they do a good job of hat and hands and getting the offensive lineman up out of them. Devin does a good job of hat and hands, but he also understands and knows how to get skinny. His instincts is just off the chain when I looked at him. But just looking at his long stride, he reminded me of a guy I played with, played with which was Lawrence Timmons. Lawrence Timmons had a long stride, so that means he closed a lot of ground in a short amount of time, and he got that ace out. And Devin Lloyd showed me all that. When it came down to the hat and hands, he did that as well. When it came down to getting skinny and getting underneath offensive tackle blocks so they couldn't block him, he did that. When you want to talk about great instincts, he did that. When you want to talk about his own coverage and him displaying his hands, he did that. So he just, for me, was the total package. And the reason why I have him number one on my board is because he didn't have the luxury of big guys who are going in the first, second, or third rounds in front of him. And you talk about the importance of getting skinny just for our listeners and viewers. That has to do with gap responsibility. So the A gap between the center and the guard, B gap between guard and tackle, C gap just outside the tackle, and the D gap, you know, any kind of uh, screen pass or pitch play on the outside when you get in one-on-one with a corner and receiver, that's kind of your gap responsibility. And he filled a lot of gaps at Utah. Correct. I'm talking this morning with a graduate of Swag and You, maybe the king of Swag and You, you Ike Taylor. How about the fact that Lloyd wore number zero in college? It's got a little bit of swag. I don't see that from a lot of other players That's wearing like- zero. I hope that continues at the NFL level. That's how you know you're good. That means you ain't getting no yards if you come my way. That's exactly what that zero meant. And he meant every bit of it when he understood, when he picked out that number. Zero, you run my way, either it's negative or no yards. And that's how Devin Lloyd plays. First team All-American in 2021, 110 tackles, 22 tackles for losses. Spot on there, Ike, in terms of living in the backfield. Four interceptions. So there's times I'm watching the tape and I'm like, am I watching a linebacker or a DB? He took two to the house. He had six passes defended as well. 14-game season, very, very productive player for Utah. And again, to me, of any player that I watched at the linebacking position, just flying to the football, if I could harp on that to any of our younger listeners, the importance of that, of playing through the echo of the whistle, but absolutely flying to the football, that's Devin Lloyd out of Utah. We'll go to your number two linebacker, Ike, and that is N'Kobe Dean from Georgia, 5'11", 229, Reminds me a little bit of when Devin Bush was coming out of Michigan in terms of being a little bit undersized, definitely benefited from the, his Georgia teammates. They won the national title. There's going to be several other defensive players drafted in the first round of the 2022 draft. But this was a player who consistently was first to the football for the Georgia Bulldogs this past season. And I want to mention one other thing, too, that is going to be overlooked because a lot of times when we watch tape, we watch from this past season. He is also a very tough player because he played with a torn labrum in his shoulder for the final month of the 2020 season. I know he's a little bit undersized, but if you can get N'Kobe Dean some help up front, if you've got some hosses up front that can control the line of scrimmage, Dean is very, very good at getting to the football. I think he's going to have great success in the league so long as that he has a good defensive line, guys that can control the line of scrimmage so he can diagnose and make plays at the NFL level. He's your Ray Lewis style of play. 
you put a D tackle in front of him, you let him run through the A's and B gaps, it's going to be hell on the offense. There's a few things you can't coach, and this is what N'Kobe Bean has. He has great instincts, and he has good hand power. When He doesn't have a – he, so you can't block him. You had offensive linemen trying to block him. You had tight ends trying to block him. You had running backs coming out of the backfield trying to block him. And I don't know what he had in his hands. So God didn't give him the height. He gave him hand power. And with that hand power, he was able to run through people and get to the tackle ASAP. But his lateral movement kind of impressed me, Mark. When I saw him go from sideline to sideline, you know, and he reminds me of a Sam Mills. For all my listeners and our listeners who don't know who Sam Mills was, he was an undersized inside linebackers that played with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints at 5'11". But that didn't mean nothing. <laughs> 5'11 only meant it was 5'11", but they played 6'5", 6'6", on the field. And this is exactly what N'Kobe Bean did. Even though he had some first-round talent in front of him, when you want to talk about the heart and the soul for the Georgia defense, he was the heart and the soul. When you want to talk about being a thumper and setting the tone, he was the thumper for the Georgia defense. So regardless of, of his undersized, He's able to do other things. He's able to have good instincts, get off of blocks, redirect, and set the tempo on any game. Butkus Award winner this past season, obviously first-team AP All-American. Ike, you were at the national championship game. Mm -hmm. And to me, Dean's leadership was on full display because there was a point in that game, the second quarter, yeah, yeah, where he chewed out a teammate, Channing Tindall, someone we'll also talk about here on today's show. But then on the next play, it inspired Tindall to make a play, and it prevented an Alabama score. You were physically there. Did you see this altercation while you were watching when you were at the national title game? It, it wasn't an altercation, Mark. It was this is the biggest game of our career at this point in time. Hey, bro, I don't need no slip-ups. You're better than that. I need you. That's in my mind when you when you hold yourself accountable and your teammates accountable and they love and they trust and they respect you and they know you have their best interest. This is that's that's the kind of effect you have on a person. So when the Kobe Bean Dean, I'm sorry, when the Kobe Dean told his team, "Hey, bro, I know you slipped up. You already know what's going on. I don't need this no more. That's your mulligan. We can't have this in the red zone because we're trying to get something on our finger, which is a ring, and we can't have any mess ups." And the fact that his teammate understood, didn't move his shoulders, didn't push him off of him, he looked him dead in his eye and told N'Kobe Dean, I got you, said a lot about the respect level of N'Kobe Dean, which you need at that inside linebacker position. Again, we talked about this early on the show, the inside linebacker position, you have to be an alpha. And that's clearly the point with N'Kobe Dean. He's definitely is an alpha, not only on the team that won a national championship, but a team that has some dogs just as well as him, by the way. There are the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Ike, I like how you explained that in like the PG version of what probably happened. I would love to get the mic'd up version of what actually happened on the field. Yeah, we can't do that on our show. We can do that like somewhere else. <laughs> I'll say this too. One of a kind cigar. <laughs> I love it, Ike. I love it, Ike. And if anyone's curious about Ike's cigar line, we always leave his Instagram information in the show notes. So check out the one of a kind cigar line, part of Howard G Cigars. Ike, I also saw Dean shed tacklers to get the ball carriers. He's good in space. He's good at pass coverage too. So again, I think he'll benefit 
from some studs up front, uh, having a good defensive line at the NFL level. But even despite the fact that he is undersized, shedding blocks didn't seem to be a problem for Dean at the collegiate level. We will keep it in the SEC for our next linebacker, and that's Christian Harris out of Alabama, 6'1", 226, a 4'4", 4, 4, 4, and the 40, 34 and a half inch vertical, 11 foot broad jump. And we are talking about an explosive linebacker. That's Christian Harris out of Alabama. I don't know if you ever got plucked in the air, but I, I remember going to church a few times with my mom, my aunties, and my uncles, and I might have was cutting up a little bit, and they wound up thumping me in my ear real hard, and it hurt. That's exactly what Christian <laughs> Harris is, man. He's a thumper when it came down on the field. The question mark was for for Christian was, can he cover, man, coverage? <laughs> you got dang right. He can. He displayed that. So you're getting the all-around linebacker in Christian Harris, man. Christian, not only he can cover, he can cover a guy in his own, but he can cover a guy in the man. But for, for me, it was the good blitzing. It was accelerating with the blitz. So if you want to run a stunt, if you want to run inside cross crossfire dog, if you want to run anything that's happening, anything dealing with the somebody getting from point A to point B, this is Christian Harris. Christian Harris was the heart and soul of that Alabama defense. As as many as athletes as Alabama have on that defense, Christian stood out all the time. And this is what he did well. Now, you want to talk about shitting hands and getting off the block. He did that just as well as two. Lateral movement, he did that just as good, too. But for me, man, it was just his energy, Mark. Christian always bought that energy. And you always need an energy guy on the football team. I coach my son, 707, 24K league right now. We're number two in the nation right now. here, And we have a, a corner, Quez. He's an energy guy. He got, I got another corner, Durant. He's an energy guy. And this is exactly what you need because sometimes you just not, you just might not be in the mood, but you got a guy like Christian Harris who's always in the mood, who's always passionate. Not only does he bring that energy, he's another one of these guys that set the tempo at the inside linebacker position. I always like when there are family ties to the collegiate level, the NFL level. Christian Harris's brother, Tyler played at Wake Forest and made the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. So I always like when there's ties Ike, to where they'll know what it takes to be a professional, what it takes to get to that next level and playing at Alabama, you're going to get every team's best shot year in and year out. And this was an extremely productive player. The last three seasons at Alabama. Yeah. Christian just, uh, for me, it was the energy part. It's just some things, and we're going to talk about this. Well, we've been talking about this. It's some things you just can't coach. And regardless on whether it was 78 degrees outside or negative three, he just bought enough energy for the whole team to be able to set the tempo for Alabama team. Like you say, Mark, every time you hear Alabama, you're going to get the team's best shot because they understand who Alabama is. 100%. Ike, you mentioned the cold weather, and we'll go from Alabama all the way north to Penn State, Brandon Smith checks in as your number four inside linebacker, 6'3", 241, playing at linebacker U, and also a teammate a year ago of Micah Parsons as well. So it's like, here's yet another Penn State lit Nittany line going into the NFL at the linebacking position. Brandon Smith, just the latest of a long line, a history of linebackers coming from Penn State. For me, Brandon Smith dis- displayed uh, of being a technician of tackling. You know, coach put up a tackling 
uh, technique on the board before everybody starts the season. Hey, this how everybody should tackle. In the NFL, we're getting fined if you hit above the head, if you hit too far below the knees. You need to hit in this target area when it comes down to it. This is exactly what Brandon Smith displayed. For me, Brandon Smith just needs to show he needs to play fast all the time. When he got to where he needed to get to, man, he like a different Brandon Smith. For me, when I thought he was second-guessing, he kind of played kind of slow. But other than that, man, Brandon Smith, another Penn State guy, and Penn State has an outside linebacker too as well that we're going to talk about. But yep. another, another Penn State guy, who I'm sure Michael Parson is vouching for sitting over there in Dallas like, hey, we need to get these two Penn State guys, uh, Jerry Jones. This is what we need to do. But, you know, he's a a project for me, Mark, Brandon Smith. Um, I love what he did. Um, I love that you had to be fundamentally sound on his tackling, and that's what he displayed for me consistently. Mm -hmm. It's just a playing fast for me, he gives you everything you need or what you're looking for in the inside linebacker. You just want the instincts to kick in ASAP. And for me, that's something he had to work on. You beat me to the punch in terms of pairing one of the Penn State players with Micah Parsons and the Cowboys. Ike, you're stealing my thunder. My bad. But y'all, you, you didn't beat me to the punch a few times this week. I know. So since 1940, the Nittany Lions have had more than 60 linebackers drafted to the NFL. They've produced six first-round linebackers, all of whom became top 20 selections. The latest, Micah Parsons. We'll see with Brandon Smith. We'll talk about Brandon Smith's teammate here a little bit later in today's show. Channing Tyndall from Georgia is next on our list, 6'2", 230. And I love, I'm looking at his combine numbers, Ike, and it's like, very impressive for most other players, but because he's on Georgia and Georgia's got all the dogs yeah. on the defense, it's just like ah, four, four, seven in the 40, 42 inch vertical, a 10 foot, nine inch broad jump as well. How he responded in the title game too. again, Tyndall was the player who had the on field, uh, just the interaction, I would say with, Nicobe Dean, and on the very next play, he made a play for the Georgia Bulldogs, and it stopped an Alabama drive. But again, uh, a benefit of all of the studs on the Georgia defense. Ike, you joked on our last episode of Believe in Steelers that we could have coached the Georgia Bulldogs to the college I football was, playoff because they had so much talent on their defense. Mark, I wasn't playing. I was so serious. We could have coached that defense. Now, I don't know if we would have won a national championship sure. because of our <laughs> but we, we would have coached the Georgia Bulldogs, especially that defense, to a playoff, for sure. But Channing what, what Tindall, it, Yeah, Chan, hop in on what you saw from Tyndall here, right? Go ahead. Yeah, Channing Tyndall, for me, Mark, he couldn't stay on the field because he, they had so many other dogs who were more instinctive, who played faster than Channing to stay on the field. Channing Tyndall, for me, reminds me, body type-wise, of a Javon Kurtz, long, lanky, freakish. It's just what I think he needs is more reps because he couldn't get that reps because the depth they had at that linebacker position at Georgia. Now, it's, it, it was a few games, I think it was that Clemson game, where he was able to play a, 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 um, a, lot of, a lot of plays in that game, and he displayed not only his athletic ability, but he got in a rhythm. And for me, Channing Tindall, because he wasn't able to start a lot of these games, 
he couldn't get in the rhythm. And but when he did get in the rhythm, he showed you the the ten nine broad jump. He showed you the forty two inch vertical jump. He showed you the four four seven. You just couldn't see it consistently. But I think, man, once he gets on the field to a team in the NFL and he gets more rep and he displays everything you talked about when it came down to the combine numbers, you're going to have a special player. He's going to be a project like me. He's going to come in. He's going to have a guy because I needed more reps. I needed more experience. Once I got everything under control, I took off. I feel the same way with Channing Tindall. Once he gets more reps, once he has more plays, once he gets under the right coaching staff, he's going to display everything you saw in that combine. Anyone out there who's listening or watching to this and says, well, it's a huge red flag. Tyndall didn't start for the Bulldogs in 2021. He was still a contributor when he did play. And I want to put this into context for you as well. Jermaine Johnson, who transferred to Florida State after two seasons at Georgia, Georgia's front seven was so dominant. Jermaine Johnson, who is likely going to be a first or second round pick in the 2022 draft, had to transfer because he as well could not get on the field. That's how dominant the Bulldogs front seven was in the 2021 season. There was the, the I, I know people think jokingly when I say we could we could have coached this Georgia Bulldogs, at least been defensive coordinators over there. I'm not lying, Mark. They they had so much depth. They had so much athleticism. They had so many alphas on that defense. All they policed themselves. So all you had to do was come up or give them a play, and they probably was gonna make your play right. <laughs> That's how deep these Georgia Bulldogs was on the defensive side. That's a luxury for a coach. You just want to put your athletes in position, or let alone just call the play. I'm sure there have been plenty of times that Georgia or DC was like, you know what? I'm a any mini mighty mo. I'm just going to call the play because I got enough dogs on the field. They're going to make a play for me. All right, Ike, before we get to outside linebackers, I'm going to go Lee Corso on you here and say not so fast because there are two players I want to mention as honorable mentions that I think you missed here. And the reason I bring this up, I remember last year when we were talking about linebackers, I was showing some love. I was showing some homerism for my Mizzou guy, Nick Bolton, who had a fine (laughs) rookie season for the Chiefs last season. And you're rolling your eyes, but you know that I'm right here. Two players on a mention. I had the light in my eyes, so I had to close them a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Quay Quay Walker from Georgia, 6'4", 241, a 4'5", 2-in-the-40, 10-foot, 2-inch broad jump. Yet another Georgia Bulldogs defensive player who made plays all over the field, a one-year starter. And what I noticed from Walker is his ability to chase down and run down mobile quarterbacks, which is definitely needed at the NFL level. So that was one that I noticed. I like it, Mark. I, I, I like that you're doing your homework. I like that you're putting your GM hat on for sure. But quick, quick, it, it was just a one-year starting again. We we just named at least seven guys in, in a couple of podcasts when it came down to the Georgia Bulldogs just on defense, Mark. Yeah, I mean, so that- Davis, Wyatt, Walker. I mean, again, Jermaine Johnson was on the Bulldogs defense. So it's just like the whole first round is going to be Georgia defensive players. Yeah. You heard it. I mean, that's not a newsflash, but. Your first, your, possibly your first 40 picks, you can have seven guys off the Georgia Bulldogs defense go in them first 40 picks. That's crazy. Yeah, like I wanted, I wanted you to think about it this way too. Like if you just took that Georgia defense and then put them all on the same NFL team, I think they'd be pretty good once they develop and get a little bit of experience. 
Oh, 100%, hands down. One other player, Ike, and I cannot believe you did not have him in your top five inside linebackers. Well, you better believe it, because I didn't. Leo Chanel, Chanel number five from Wisconsin. Ike, he's a mauler. He's the most violent tackler. Every single tackle was like a car crash. He's going through the A-gap, and you talk about taking the soul out of opposing players. I cannot believe <laughs> Chanel number five did not make your top five inside linebackers, Ike. No, he's a, he's a bully. You know, Chanel is definitely a bully. And I knew he was going to go Midwest because this is what you do. You love your Midwest guys. and But Chanel is an old school. I'm not going to wow you with my combine on my pro day numbers. All you have to do is pop in a tape with me and I'm going to show you what I like to do. All I like to do is FaceTime other grown men <laughs> when I tackle them and make sure their mom, their brothers, their sister, and their dad be aware of who I am. That's what Chanel did for me at Wisconsin when I watched Chanel. I'm, I, I, I like when you have Quay. I like when you have six and seven. Mark, you're doing a heck of a job. I'm just talking about my top five, but Chanel for show is a dang dog. Yes, we need Chanel number five. Wherever NFL team he goes to, we need to continue this on. Chanel number five out of Wisconsin. He's a bully. Five three in the 40, a 40 inch vertical, a 10 foot eight inch broad, uh, uh, vertical, uh, broad jump, excuse me, 10 foot eight inches. Just an explosive player. It, every tackle I watched, I, cause like I watched all the footage, it wasn't even the highlight, it was the sound of the contact. And it reminded me of that collision that Robert Spillane had with Derrick Henry a few seasons ago between the Steelers and the Titans. Yeah, they're getting a football player. You're getting a violent, bully football player when you draft Leo Chanel. But 100%, I'm not going to argue with that. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals and superfoods it's a great way to start your day right not two not three not four but just one scoop of athletic greens to get your day started yes sir Ike. it helps with gut health your nervous system your immune system energy recovery focus Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Again, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Ike, we're going to go to outside linebackers. Before we do, can you just explain for the listeners and the viewers the difference between the responsibilities of an inside linebacker versus the responsibilities of an outside linebacker? So the inside linebackers are your generals on the field, not only setting the tempo, but just getting the defense set up. Your inside linebackers has to be one of the smartest guys on the field. And the reason why they have to be the quarterback on the field on the defensive side is because they have to understand down the distance. They have to have good instincts um, in understanding what the offense is trying to do to the defense. They have to make sure everybody's gap sound, the front seven is gap sound. 
they got to hold everybody accountable, let alone with themselves and make plays themselves. They got to be consistent. They got to be healthy and they got to just have that it factor. So the inside linebacker ain't nothing but the quarterback, but on the defensive side, they're in control and they have to understand what everybody is on that field. Outside linebackers in the, in today's NFL or today's game now, Mark, is going to get the quarterback. Maybe you might have to drop in the flats um, a little bit. You might got to back up and drop in the seams every blue moon. For the most part, your outside linebackers is you're covering either tight ends or your running backs or you're going to get the quarterback. It's one of the three. So it's really not too much thinking, depending on what defense you is, when you want to talk about that outside linebacker position. That inside linebacker position, you have to be smart as a button because you got to be able to line up all 10 other guys on that football field. Well said from a 12-year NFL veteran. Thank you for that, Ike. And top outside linebacker, something we talked about last week, is the edge rushing position. It really depends on what scheme he goes to at the NFL level, but that's Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. We love this kid, Ike. Honestly, I think that the Detroit Lions would be foolish to pass on him with the number two overall pick. 6'4", 254, 458 in the 40. He has long arms. He has big hands. He has great bend off the edge. He made opposing offenses lives miserable. I have nothing but good things to say. And then all of his off the field endeavors too, which we talked about on our last show, but Kayvon Thibodeau, you're going to be a heck of a player and heck of a pass rusher, just a matchup nightmare for opposing offenses. And I expect him to do big things in the league. Yeah. Kayvon just has the it factor. It's just some people just, even though this sport is, is, is violent and it's hard, Kayvon just made it look easy. Like you said, I'm going to feel sorry for a lot of tackles and a lot of tight ends who are going to go against Kayvon because he's silky smooth. And you only talk about silky smooth guys when you want to talk about wide receivers. This guy, when it comes down to dip and rip, when it comes down to getting under a tackle, hands, when it comes down to redirecting, when it comes down to having the motor, when it comes down to making plays, when it comes down to having the feel, when it comes down to just sometimes you just got to go Troy Palomalo, you got to get off script because the defense is not made for you, but you got to make a play because you got the instincts for it. This is Kayvon Thibodeau. This is exactly what he brings to the table. He brings a lot of instinctive. He brings a lot of Troy Palomalo. He brings a lot of, hey, coach, I know you didn't want me to do this, but I saw something different on the field, so I had to by the way I made the play. This is Kayvon Thibodeau. These guys don't come around too often. Ike, and I'm going to reiterate this and maybe – Aiden Hutchinson falls to the number two pick, depending on what the Jaguars do, number one. But this is my PSA to Lions GM Brad Holmes, head coach Dan Campbell, and I'm going to be a broken record and repeat what I said on our last show. Draft Kayvon Thibodeau with the number two overall pick and dominate the line of scrimmage for the next decade plus with Panay Sewell, his Oregon college teammate, and Kayvon Thibodeau. I'll leave it there. I, I'm not going this. Well, I give you some pushback. If Jordan... <laughs> If Jordan Davis is sitting at that number two pick, I'm getting Jordan Davis over Kayvon Thibodeau because I feel like there's another there's enough outside linebackers to complement mm. what I can get in this draft. But there's not enough Jordan Davises in this draft for me to set the tone for the defense in this team. I think you're overvaluing Davis a little bit, but what you're saying does make sense given – how many talented edge rushers there are in the 2022 draft. I would encourage any of our listeners and viewers 
to go back and watch and listen to our last episode because there are so many we couldn't even get to, Ike. Mark, how I'm overvaluing Jordan Davis. I think Aiden Hutchinson is overvalued. If his homeboy David didn't have that Achilles injury um, coming out of his pro day, man, if have you watched his tape? <laughs> They was doubling. Well, he's he's one of my biggest sleepers, like a, a, a Jabo out of Michigan. He's one of my biggest sleepers. Man, and David, whichever team drafts him is going to get heck of a player once he gets healthy again because Mark, his stock is going to fall. I, I'm with you there, Ike. I'm with Mark, you. David Ajabo was getting double and triple team more than Aiden Hutchinson. Watch the tape. If you didn't know any better, and I have him, I have him on here just because he was getting covered like he was – a wide receiver, a corner, a linebacker, and <laughs> he just so happened to have a tight end offensive tackle and a running back on him. I'm telling you, Aiden Hudson is better is a better Batman, is a better Robin than a Batman. I'm telling y'all gonna see it. <laughs> y'all gonna see it. Y'all gonna come back to me at the end of the season. Y'all gonna be like, dang, I you were showing right on this one. So that's why I think Aiden Hudson needs to go with somebody who's already there. Because if it's on Aiden Hudson, now nah, you're really going to see the Robin come out. Getting back to Calvin Thibodeau, which I'm sorry we got off of him. He's a special, unique talent, which give offensive tackles hell in the NFL. <laughs> I love that that's the mountain you're going to die on, Ike. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to your number two outside linebacker. That's Sam Williams out of Ole Miss. 6'4", 241, a 4'4", 6 in the 40, 32 and a half inch vertical, 10 foot, 3 inch broad jump. Ooh. And I, what I noticed is he was very fast off the edge. I call Ooh. Sam Williams the pocket collapser. Oh, Sam reminds me of Julius Peppers. Body style. Ooh. Body, body. Right. He's built just like a Julius Peppers in my mind. Well, Ole Miss ran was three down lines. So for you to kick butt and get double teamed consistently as a three down lineman and able still and be able to still make plays says a lot about Sam Williams. Says a lot about sitting in the backfield. Says a lot about beating double teams. Once you get to the NFL and you become the man and it becomes new to you, getting double teamed, this is what Sam Williams has been going through his whole time. So he just thinks, since y'all are not double teaming me, man, I got a free meal because I'm used to getting double teamed all the time. So I looked at Sam Mills, and the first thing I saw was like, dang, Ole Miss really runs three-down linemen for the majority of their defense? Yes. Sam Williams still Sam Williams still stays in the backfield and make plays? Yes. Sam Williams got a Julius Peppers body type? Yes. Sam, at his size, Sam Williams knows how to bend the corner and still be able to have lateral movement? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sam Williams is a goddamn dog. That's exactly what he is. Not only does he cause disruption, he's a ball searcher. He's able to get around the corner. You can line him inside or outside, depending on what your defense is. He stays healthy, and he's going to forever make plays because he's just used to getting double teamed. If you only put a tackle or guard on him, he's going to smother them 24-7. First team All-SEC, third team All-American, and ranked fifth in college football with 12 and a half sacks. That was a program record at Ole Miss. And I can't wait to see what he can do at the NFL level. I, I'm really excited to talk about this next prospect. And that's Arnold 
Ebikati out of Penn State. You stole my thunder earlier. I thought I was going to blow your mind and say, maybe this is who the Dallas Cowboys draft on the back half of the first round and pair him with his college teammate, Micah Parsons. You beat me to the punch. I'm a little salty about it, but Arnold Ebikati, heck of an outside linebacker for Penn State. No, Arnold definitely going to Dallas. I'm telling you right now, Arnold is going to Dallas. Because that's exactly they just lost Randy McGregor, right? Dallas just lost him. He went to the Denver Broncos. So now I'm this is the guy <laughs> Michael Parson is vouching for. He's vouching for an outside edge wrestler, a guy who he played with, a guy for me who showed closing speed. You gave him a little daylight. You know, you know, you know the old saying, give him an inch, they take a mile. Just exactly what Arnold does. You give the young man an inch, he's going to take him out, which is a great scenario for him when it comes down to the NFL and get to where he needs to get to. That's what I liked about him. Instincts and motor. Athleticism and motor. Want to and motor. Uh, um, defensive pass rush plays and motor. Closing, closing speed to wherever he needs to get to and motor. So if I'm putting motor as an adjective – off of everything I say second, it's going to be hard. Michael Parson is my teammate now for the Dallas Cowboys and Motor. Boy, Jerry Jones is going to love this draft pick because the Dallas Cowboys get it. But if any other 31 teams get this draft, picks, draft pick, that's exactly what they're getting. You mentioned the Motor, Ike. Are we talking like V8, V12? How how high are we going? Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a V8 guy. He's a V8. He's a V8 guy. You, you, don't, want a, you don't want a V12 Right now, he's another one of these guys that it's an old song that says it takes two to make a thing go right. It always took two people for on honor and they still get it right. <laughs> Let's go out to the West Coast and that's USC's Drake Jackson, 6'3", 254. He's going to be a little bit heavier at his pro day. He weighed in at 273 and I think playing at that heavier weight is going to help him at the NFL level. And I love this. I did some research about Jackson. His father told the hospital staff when he was born, put Drake Jackson from the University of Southern California starting linebacker coming in at 260. That's on his birth certificate. So you talk about manifesting it, Ike. That's Drake Jackson out of USC. That's exactly what he did. Uh, very instinctive, very athletic. Is more suited for a three-four outside linebacker position than a four-three outside linebacker position. Lamar Woodley style body, always searching for the ball. He was one of the most guy. He was one of the most. He was the guy. I'm sorry. When I watched tape, all he did was ball search. So every time he got around a quarterback, every time he got around a running back, every time. Every time he every time he got around the ball, all he did was ball search. And that's what I liked about Drake Jackson. I think there's a few things he need to work on. I think he can only fit in the three four scheme because that would fit his body type well. But when it came down to ball searching, nobody ball searched better or more than Drake Johnson coming from USC. Second team all pack twelve and he played all over in 2021, eight tackles for a loss, career high, five sacks. One interception in 11 games. He had 10 starts. And again, 
think the key for him is to add that weight. And then, you know, how does he play with that added weight? Cause he played a little bit lighter in college, but as he put weight on, he played at a better level. And again, at his pro day, he put on like 20 pounds compared to when he had played at USC. So excited to see what he can do in the league. Let's finish out your top five outside linebackers, Ike. And that's Cincinnati's my J Sanders, another player who needs to add weight. 6'5", 228, but he weighed 247 at his pro day, so he's put some muscle on as well. And that's to no surprise just considering in the NFL, at the NFL level, you're going up against grown men. Right. So what I had what I had for my J. Sanders was uh, I called him the walk-down king because if you ran away from him, he was going to walk you down. He reminds me of the old scary movie character, Jason. Jason always walked his, he always walked everybody down. Even though he wasn't running, people were so scared. By the time you look back, even though Jason was a mile behind you, you look back, he's right, he's breathing right on your neck. This is exactly what Majay Sanders does. Majay Sanders, if you want to talk about closing the gap ASAP, he closes, he closed the gap in the New York second. But for me, man, when you ran away from him, that's what really displayed and showed me that he was good. Every time you ran away, he made sure he was he was making that tackle in the backfield. So for me, for me, Maje, man, he's a redirect king. What I mean by redirecting, okay, if you run one way, then reverse is coming the other way. Usually guys, usually motor have to click on and takes two or three steps. He redirected ASAP. So every time somebody tried to run a reverse because they knew he was a walk down king, he was able to shut that reverse down. Every time you wanted to run a counter, he was able to shut that counter down. So for me, man, that's hard to have that kind of lateral movement, especially being that big and that athletic. But it showed you the athleticism of Maje Harris. Boy, if you want to run away from Maje Harris, he's going to walk you down, just how Jason did his guys in the movie. <laughs> Ike, I'm a chicken. I, I I prefer my sleep. I know exactly who you're talking about. But, man, like, I got to close my eyes. I'm terrified of horror movies, man. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I noticed, too, with Sanders is I like a lot of his hand to hand combat moves. He has this like Euro step type move to, mm-hmm. to keep tackles guessing. He's got a, a nice it's like a cross chop. Hold, hold, hold up. I love that adjective with the outside linebackers. The Euro step. Yeah, Mark, like in basketball. You cooking right now, Mark. I'm sorry to cut you off. Carry on. No, no, it's like in basketball. It's like the old I, Manu Ginobili move. I know I'm dating myself a little bit here, but he was like the master of it. No, nah, but nobody never described the outside linebacker with the Euro stuff. The first person I ever heard was right now, and that's Mark Bergen. I love it. So he's got that. He has this like cross chop move that he does as well. And so he's got a couple different moves. Once he puts on some weight to and understands how to play at the NFL level. I'm excited to see what he does. And I just like when it's you're not just relying on athleticism because there's more parity at the NFL level. You're not going to have as much athletic dominance as you would compared to some of the teams that Cincinnati played this past season. So just something I noticed, Ike Taylor. Man, I love that. <laughs> boy, you something else, boy. You can steal that. You could steal that, Ike. Uh, We're going to wrap up here on today's show. We have two major shout outs we need to give before we do, Ike. Saw this on Twitter yesterday. I want to congratulate your son, Ivan Taylor. First scholarship offer 
to Michigan, to the University of Michigan. So congrats to Ivan. I know he's wrapping up his freshman year at West Orange High School in Orlando. I'm going to lay out here. The floor is yours, Ike, but congrats to you and your son, Ivan, on his first scholarship offer. Huge news. Yeah, proud dad. I got to give a huge shout out to his mom. You know, his his, his mom, uh, she don't get the credit she deserves. So, Miss Montelion Taylor, you get all that credit you deserve because he's a mama's boy. He take care of his mom. And that's one thing I told my son. Like, I'm a mama's boy, so you always got to take care of your mom. He wind up and he is doing the same thing. Um, I don't have to ask him to get up at 530 in the morning to work out. He's getting up at 530 in the morning to work out on his own. I don't have to, I don't have to ask him to be student of the month. His teachers, his teachers said he was student of the month and he got his award. Uh, last week being the freshman student of the month for the West Orange Warriors. Um, I don't have to ask him to treat people right because that's just what he do. I don't have to ask him to watch tape because that's what he do. I tell my, I tell my son all the time, you make my life easy. And the reason why you make my life easy because you yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You treat everybody with respect, but you consistently put the work in. You just so happen to be a superior athlete. So, and I thank his mom all the time for dropping the angel in my life, which is my son. And a huge shout out to the Michigan Wolverines for offering my son as a freshman, which they thought he was a senior, but they, they couldn't believe he was a freshman. So obviously my son is doing something good, but the work that my son puts in, I gotta give a huge shout out not only to his mom, but 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 to my son as well. And thank you, Michigan, again, for being one of the offers towards my son. My son has a few offers. He just don't like to display his offer. He's trying to be low key. So I'm trying to get him up into the 2022 world. Like, bro, you got to display because you're putting in the work. You're you're just getting your reward off the work you put in for years. But a major shout out to the Michigan Wolverines for offering my son. And I'm excited to continue to follow Ivan's journey as well. Again, wrapping up his freshman year of high school. That's that's big time stuff. I also have a shout out as well. Ike, you know, I'm an adopted Yinzer. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs in Naperville, Illinois. I'm going to give a huge shout out to my high school teammate, James O'Shaughnessy. He's played for the Chiefs. He's played for the Jaguars. He's a tight end, played at Illinois State. He has signed a contract with our hometown team, the Chicago Bears. James, I hope you tear it up in the 2022 season for our hometown team. Something that's really, really cool. Um, again, I played with James. He was a year older than me in high school. Very down-to-earth dude. I'm very excited to see what he could do in the 2022 season, but I wanted to give a shout-out and credit where credit is due. For sure. Big shout-out to James, bro. Congrats to you, Mark, as well. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so I'm along for the ride, Ike. I'm along for the ride. Uh, oh, that's, a full pod. that's a full pod. That's a full pod. On Monday's episode, we're going to be breaking down the DBs, so we'll have corners and safeties. Ike, I always love talking DBs with you, someone who played 12 years in the league for the Steelers at the cornerback position. And we will also have your mock draft in advance of the 2022 draft. So still a lot of exciting stuff here on the Believe in Steelers show. want to thank you, Ike Taylor. You're the absolute best. want to thank the Believe Network, also our producers over at Brinks TV for making us look fancy and great. They deserve all the credit in the world. The hard work behind the scenes of John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and the Brinks TV crew. Also, today's sponsors of Believe in Steelers. 
Bet Online and Athletic Greens. Thank you for sponsoring our show. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers. This has been so much fun. We love talking football. 2022 draft is almost here, Ike. And I'm excited for these next few shows to see what ends up happening in the draft and what ends up happening with our beloved Steelers. I second everything you said, Mark. Appreciate appreciate you being me up being with me on the show. Appreciate Believe Network for giving us the opportunity. Appreciate BetOnline.ag for always rocking with us. Appreciate uh, Athletic Greens for keeping us strong and healthy. Appreciate Brinks TV for making us look good on this show as well. Appreciate all the listeners for tuning in. Make sure y'all give give us a five-star, please. Five stars and five stars only, Ike. For Ike Taylor, I am Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to Believe in Steelers. We will see you next week. 2022 draft is almost here. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.